0: Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of digintravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing.
1: This is Istok and you're listening to episode 33 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Today, We'll talk about how you can really figure out what's happening in your airline booking funnel. Why do I think this is important? Because every consulting project I do, every conversion optimization project, every website optimization project I do, we start with the same question. How do you measure your booking funnel? Do you know where are your leaks? Do you know why people are giving up? Do you know where are they struggling? Why are they abandoning the booking? And in most cases, I don't see that airlines have this part really figured out. To explain how you can really know what's going on, I talked to Greg Dowling from Glassbox Digital. Glassbox is a great digital platform and they've been sponsoring this podcast, so our airline digital talks and airline analytics talks for a while. So yes, this is in a way a sponsored version of our podcast but I would never do it, if it wouldn't provide the value for you. Glassbox is doing some really cool stuff around what I think, or what I say, is the core of digital optimization and building great digital experience, building great digital products. They help you see, visualize and measure what's happening in your booking funnel and allow you to map your different customer journeys. Drag is a digital pattern and has tons of knowledge. Before joining Glassbox, he worked for Sapient Nitro, Digitus, Ernst & Young, Nokia, Jupiter Research and did digital research at Forrester. One last point at the end. In our special hire, train and fire section at the end, Greg mentioned something that really opened my eyes. Something that I think will be the future of funnel and customer journey optimization. It sounded really futuristic, but if it happens, it will change the way we all think about booking funnel optimization. So listen till the end, and let me know what you think. Now, please enjoy the show. Hi, Greg, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast.
2: Yo, pleasure to be here as talk. Really looking forward to this conversation.
1: Uh, Yeah, me too. So we'll talk a lot about digital user experience, digital experience analytics today. But before we jump jump into it, maybe for our audience, can you explain just a little bit what was your path in digital and especially in the analytics field?
2: Ah uh- Uh, Certainly, certainly. I'm happy to. So um, again, my name is Greg Dowling. I'm the Global Director of Business Insights for Glassbox. And um, so I've spent the last 25 plus years in digital analytics. Um, I've had the pleasure of spending time client side. Uh, for companies such as Nokia and Scholastic Corporation, uh, mm-hmm. Clifford the Big Red Dog and Harry Potter people, right? <laughs> it was always fun. I would tell people that Harry Potter was my boss, and boy, <laughs> he, was a, he was a roughshod boss, let me tell you. Whipcracker, that guy, Harry Potter. Uh, so I've also spent time agency side uh, for uh, digital agencies, such as mm-hmm. Sapient Nitro and Digitos. Um, I've also spent time um, consulting side, Uh, I worked for Ernst & Young, uh, managing their digital analytics practice, and uh, came to Ernst & Young through a company called, a consultancy called Symphonic, led by a gentleman by the name of Gary Angel. Uh, hopefully some of your listeners have uh, have heard of Gary and know who who, who he is. Um, I've also had the pleasure of spending time uh, as the industry analyst covering digital analytics, more specifically website technology and operations uh, for Jupiter Research, nay uh, Forrester. So um, now here I am on the <laughs> vendor side for Glassbox. And so I've I've had the the I think the blessing I'll call it really to see the analytics industry from its infancy uh, and watch it grow over the the better part of the last two decades and um, I'll have to say that you know, I think we've arrived at a place where digital experience analytics is now uh, I think ready for that sort of aggregation and consolidation that everybody is talking about in this industry, um, where we start to talk about digital analytics as understanding what is happening, and being able to understand how many, how often, how frequently, right? Uh, But uh, what we lack there, lots of what, but we lack the why. Um, and, and so digital experience analytics really got its, its you know, birth from uh, traditional session replay technology. Um, you know, this is back in the day, we would install a network tap and be able to siphon off anything and everything that went client to server and then play that back. Primarily, you know, digital experience analytics and session replay were used in contact center scenarios where, or in compliance scenarios where organizations needed to be able to support their customers and to understand specifically what the user was encountering during any issue or situation that they had, when they had struggles or experienced, uh, we'll call it friction. And so, um, you know, when I think back about like what digital experience analytics is, I think it's really, really important for us first when we're talking about definitions is let's, let's just understand what customer experience is overall. Okay. And when we think, yeah, when we think about customer experience, really, um, you know, we start to think about what um, uh, an apologies for a creaky chair. I'll try not to move so often, and hopefully that wasn't too audible. No, no worries. Excellent. So, uh, customer experience, I like to say, is the sum total of customers' perceptions and feelings resulting from interactions with a specific brand's product and services right customer experience spans the lifetime of the customer's relationship with a brand um, starting from before the first interaction is ever even conceived continuing through active use and advancing to let's say renewal or repeat purchase and then ultimately advocacy um, and so successful experiences um, uh, that brands build are, are ultimately the result of innovation right elevating their uh, product if you will from a simple commodity uh, to a robust and individualized experience and so how does digital experience analytics and digital customer experience play in here now um, obviously omnichannel is going to be probably one of the the um, the next generation Of experience analytics, right? Being able to understand not only how your customers are interacting with your brand in a digital manner, right? So through websites or native mobile applications, uh, but also how individuals are interacting with your brand in the physical setting, right? Inside of brick and mortars, inside of, uh, for our purposes here, inside the terminal, right? When they're waiting to 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 deposit their baggage, uh, check their baggage in, when they're, uh, you know, in queue to get on to to the air. Airplane, understanding what that not only the digital experience but the actual physical experience is like for the customer at an individual basis, I think that you know when I think about where we are in digital experience analytics, I really see that sort of conflation and aggregation of uh, the the virtual with the you know with the uh, with the actual right. So being able to bring not only your digital experience but your physical experience under the, uh, we'll call it microscope, uh, and being able to analyze actually what's happening. I I like to think that, you know, first we need to understand who the customer is. Second, what was the customer trying to achieve? And third, was the customer successful? And if not, why weren't they successful? Go ahead.
1: If I go back to what you said, that, that digital experience analytics evolved from let's say session replays. How did it evolve? Where where are we now? It, because I think a lot of people that I talk to also in our audience don't clearly distinct or let's say don't see a clear distinction between typical analytics like uh, uh, on-site analytics platforms like Google Analytics and Digital Experience Analytics. We know... There are some tools to do, like you said, session re- uh, replays and stuff like that. But what, are, what, is, what is the real difference and how does digital analytics work? Uh, does, it, does it come on top of uh, traditional analytics? And what uh, additional, let's say, insights can it give us? If we are more Ex- concrete.
2: Yeah, excellent question. He's stuck. So, you know, when I, again, when I think about the digital experience analytics, I, I certainly differentiate it from traditional digital analytics, right? So, traditional digital, digital analytics can really provide the what, what is happening. So for example, um, hey, I see that users uh, built a funnel. I see that users are, are abandoning at step three of this funnel. I can use my digital analytics solution to quantify the number of individuals that are dropping out of this flow. Um, I can understand you know, how often that's happening. I can understand that change over time. But what I don't understand is why. You know, I could begin to make some correlations within the digital data that I have across other variables that I'm capturing during the customer's journey. Uh, But being able to actually visually see the user interactions, watch what the user is clicking on, be able to, to visually see where within the journey str- the, the, the friction occurs and the struggle point occurs, and to be able to be highlighted you know, directly what that struggle is, uh, things like dead clicks, uh, things like dead links, or rage clicks, um, uh, the form struggles, zigzag—these okay. sorts of things don't really exist in your traditional digital analytics. So the notion of struggles, um, you can build events, or you can build uh, things that to you know approximate. Uh, struggles within your digital analytics solution but you're never really going to be able to see and verify visually what's actually happening that's why you know i really like to say that you know w- we started out with session replay and being able to watch what's happening but then we built capabilities on top of that session replay because we are capturing every single click swipe drag everything about the client experience and capturing it indexing it and allowing it to be searched but then also to put our own machine learning algorithms on top of it to identify core struggles and so at glassbox we identify at 20 plus different types of struggles across native mobile and web experiences and then being able to surface those visually and overlay those struggles across to say a journey map or a funnel or individual you know, ad hoc reporting, just understanding how often these struggles occur. I think that's a real differentiator between traditional digital analytics and what we're calling digital experience analytics. And then the layer on top of that is the digital experience intelligence that comes from being able to understand who the customer is, what they're trying to achieve, and whether or not they were successful. Glassbox allows for the, uh, you know, allows our customers to identify, quantify, and resolve the sources of friction within the customer journey.
1: Okay, you mentioned 20 different struggles, different type of struggles. And I know you guys, you work also uh, with a lot of airline clients. What are the typical struggles? Or I don't expect you to <laughs> to, to list all 20 or even more, but what are the tipping of feelings, let's say, that airlines can see uh, with digital experience analytics, what kind of struggles can you help not only understand that they are happening, but I'm interested about the why. So, how can you help to understand the why?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Excellent question. I think this kind of gets more to sort of the, the nature of the, the types of use cases that we see that most airlines are successful with with using a, a tool like Glassbox. So, it, when they begin to think about you know, what should we be focusing on and how should we leverage a tool like Glassbox and digital experience analytics from an airline's perspective, you know, we see that most organizations are focusing their efforts uh, to understand uh, a few key you know golden journeys right within the within their customer experience and and those golden journeys are typically around the booking flow as well as uh, ancillaries so managing things like a uh, baggage um of you know things to purchase prior to flight wi-fi etc mm-hmm. etc et um and so when they begin to look at the you know the the primary golden flows and golden journeys um, they look for things uh, uh behavioral in in uh it's behavioral struggles right so these behavioral struggles can be as i've said uh, like form zigzags right not knowing and, and struggling to actually um, uh, make it through a, a standard form. We also see uh, a lot of um, you know, technical struggles uh, being developed and, and presented as well. So, for example, uh, API errors, right? So these these requests are either failing uh, or, or not resolving correctly and impacting the, the customer's experience and, and their, their journey. They're unable to get past some of these errors. I think a, another set of errors, you know, just standard Um, You know, business related uh, errors. Now, these are are, our UI or user centered design decisions that um, uh, really make the, the actual customer purchase flow challenging. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, uh, we at Glassbox, we focus on the, the, those those core types, you know, technical, behavioral, as well as business level uh, impact and, and issues to make sure that, you know, we can identify where the customer is having a challenge. Um, you know, typically it's um you know, I'll give you a specific example. Uh, so we had a, an airline customer that you know did exactly as I stated. They went in and began to evaluate their booking flow, uh, and they noticed uh, early on in the booking flow, uh, booking flow just after uh, the destination flight selection, right? So they've they've now got their origin and their destination selected. Um, from that point forward, they were Prevented from actually purchasing, it was a function of um, uh, technical API errors that were related to specific browsers uh, and, and the version of those browsers, right? And so it was a function that they had to go in and and fix, and, and it was happening, um, you know, across a small portion uh, of their users because the nature of the uh, of the browser, um, you know, was a was a smaller percentage of of, of usage. Um, however, once they went in and actually quantified how many of these users were unable to purchase Uh, that booking flow turned into you know almost seven million dollars in just in the month that we were looking at this data so Uh now they had this they had this ability to go in and say hey based on this particular browser and these uh, these errors we're seeing this number of people being affected and it's costing us this much the devops and it team finally had (laughs) <laughs> we'll call it a, a stick in the back to poke them. Like, come on, do something about yeah, yeah. this. See, this is a, it gave them the ability to prioritize that particular issue because they knew the business impact. And that business impact was quantifiable revenue loss that this particular airline was able to identify as a result.
1: Okay. You mentioned, and this is interesting to me because you mentioned both technical struggles and behavioral struggles. And, Let's say one scenario that I see often when we start, because i often do, airlines ask me to do like booking audits, uh, booking pad, booking funnel analytics, audits, testing, how can you improve the booking funnel? And there are two typical errors that I see. For example, the first one is with the flight search form. So we try and often people get frustrated because they cannot find the combinations of flights that are on the schedule and the and, you would get different kind of errors. And one thing that I struggle usually to see then in airline analytics is how often these errors would occur for different destinations and stuff like that. Is this something that you could do with a customer digital analytics experience platform?
2: To Absolutely. See- yeah, absolutely. So uh, we it's a perfect example. We actually had another uh, airline carrier here in the Americas um, that, you know, they had just made a, a uh, transition to a new uh, back-end system, in Galileo, not, not to call anybody out. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic system nonetheless. But their migration um, all of a sudden started to have um, errors, back-end errors that were being uh, presented to the user as they moved through, as you stated, you know, the origin and destination selection so they finished their search selection and sometimes either based on timing date route etc galileo would throw an error but this particular error was <laughs> it made absolutely no sense to the end user. I mean it, it brought in all sorts of weird code numbers and you know please contact your administrator should this I mean it was just a terrible user experience because uh, all of a sudden the customer was not able to complete their, their their booking and they were presented with this error that made no sense to them at all with no action. It didn't say like, you know, call a you know, call this number or or do this next. It basically just said, net nah, we're not unable to complete this process. Mm-hmm. And so what we did in Glassbox is we actually we have error reporting that we're able to build and build specific attributes that look for these, we'll call them display errors. These are messages that are displayed to the end user that maybe don't even make it to the back end or they're a translation of a back-end code, but um, we're then able to specify and create an Attribute that captures all these front-end errors. You know, whoops, sorry, couldn't complete your purchase, yet, et cetera, et cetera. And we build these into an attribute, and 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 um, uh, then bring all of those different errors into reporting and visualize those. And we can now see where those errors are occurring throughout the the flow, how often they're happening, and with our business impact reporting, uh, if we're able to then quantify those that saw this error. And were prevented from booking resulted in a X dollar loss uh, based on that specific error. So again, it gives the IT team, and well, it gives the business owner the weight to go to their IT organization and say, "Hey, fix this error, and we can save two million dollars." Uh, prior to that, they just have you know just have the error. We don't even know how often it's happening.
1: <laughs> and you also, if I'm not mistaken, this is what we were talking before connecting data. So, how many errors? The the what with the why? You can also s- replicate uh, or re- revive the errors by checking the session replays and think how users what users did in prior to get to these errors, right?
2: Absolutely. That's, a, that, that's the power, right? That's the power of Glassbox, be, being able to visualize and get to the why. So as I stated, we can build these sort of ad hoc reports that list out all of the errors and then the number of times that particular error occurred and potentially the business impact of revenue loss. But then with Glassbox, we can then select that error and then replay all sessions that actually had that error occur during their session. So yeah, yeah Absolutely.
0: A recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps, lack of price transparency, and technical glitches. Travelers are coming back. Are you ready to give them a standout experience? One that boosts revenue and loyalty? Glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps, turn more traffic into bookings, More travelers into repeat customers. Visit glassbox.com to see a demo today.
1: And one thing that we discussed priorly that I was interested in is because there is also, so if we said systematically the core analytics is the what to understand what is happening, then digital experience analytics is, let's say, the why, try to understand the context, but the why extends, in my opinion, in broader sense of let's say UX analysis optimization to a broader user research and different user research methods. But one thing uh, that was interesting to me that you said that you see airlines do is that they combine um, digital experience analytics with voice of customers. So with other other forms of uh, user feedback. And this is something that's really uh, I'm curious about. So maybe if you can explain the use case and how does that work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as I stated, you know, I think session replay really got its foundations in in a customer support scenario, right? Um, the co-browsing, uh, shadow browsing, being able to actually, you know, as a customer support professional, be able to work with the customer in real time and 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 work them through their their issues, being able to visually see that. Um, one of the avenues that we've pursued lately is prior to actually you know uh, having the customer call the call center get a rep on the line I'm having this problem let me jump in and take a look and see we're actually finding that um, in our digital capabilities right voice a customer is more often than not people are using that meth mechanism to provide their feedback on digital experiences they're not picking up the phone thankfully for a call center because it cost it's a little expensive to sort of service a customer that way. But thankfully, they're using these digital channels. And so for us, and our, I think our strongest recommendation from for most uh, organizations implementing digital customer experience analytics is to integrate with your voice of customer solution. And so we, we offer two different types of integrations. You know, one, we'll call it a deep link integration. Now, what that means is that we're able to then... Um, Uh, provide in your voice of customer platform, a link directly to the replay, for that individual. This is tied at an individual customer basis. So, you're in your voice of customer tool, you're looking at promoters or detractors, you you see a little bit of feedback, boy, your website really stinks or I was never I wasn't able to complete my purchase flow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. and and NPS score, they 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 rank you like a 1 and or, and they give really really negative feedback. You're now able within your voice of customer tool to click a link and go right to that replay and see what happened. Why did that person provide that negative feedback? Why are they such a detractor or promoter for that matter? You're actually able to go straight from that feedback in your voice of customer tool into Glassbox to see the replay. Now, uh, the second level of integration is actually bringing in that customer comment and the the survey uh, uh, verbatims directly into Glassbox. Uh, And then we can overlay those values into the session replay. So realistically, you wouldn't even need to be in your voice of customer tool. You can go right into replays. You can create a report that says, I want to see all my detractors. I want to see detractors that said these five words, and I want to watch their replay. Why did they say those words and why were they a detractor? So that's one of the most powerful integrations that you can have is the, is the voice of customer integration with your digital experience analytics.
1: Yeah, no, this is to me very interesting. I had these ideas when we did different projects, but it always took, I don't know, some innovative integration to try to connect this stuff. And it was never, <laughs> let's say really easy, but to me, yeah, This is what you want to do. So because usually when we would optimize booking flows, we would say, okay, let's do agile ad hoc service. Let's ask people what are their problems, but then connect them back to your data to quantify, like you said, to measure, to put them in a bigger context and to also understand what they're doing uh, digitally. uh, That is that was always something that intrigued me.
2: Yeah, and I mean, we can also leverage this voice of customer with the, with the sort of two-way bi-directional integration. And you bring that comment level detail and natural you know language processing into Glassbox, uh, then you can overlay those detractors, promoters, uh, specific sentiment analysis, NLP right over journeys. You can layer it over funnels. You can use it in interaction maps. You can say, hey, based on this particular attribute um, you know, and promoters, let me see how this they Differed from uh, you know, promoters. Differed from detractors. You could as far see, like, as how... different
1: different booking flow, or let's say different purchase flow for detractors and for promoters.
2: Exactly, exactly. Wow, and then we also offer interaction maps, which we call in-page analytics. So our interaction maps, you can now then bring in that attribute and say, "Hey, I want to see those people who are promoting. Where did they click? What were they doing? I want to see those people who are detractors. You know, where did they click? And how do how did the how are they different? And why is somebody much more?" likely to be a promoter if they do these three or four things. And and it really helps in the product side, right? So for developing and designing and improving those customer experiences from a user-centered design perspective.
1: Okay. One last thing before we go to the last fun part of this podcast, we have a surprise for you. Just to warn you in advance is uh, one thing that I see, again, if you go back from what is happening to why. I think I see as the next frontier is, and this is what we preach in our digital academy, in our research is experimentation and testing. So you try to build a very good hypothesis with, uh, data by understanding the why, but then you need to validate it. So do you see this as the next step in the digital experience analytics is connect all these things that we are talking about and then try to test them and see how all this merges together
2: yeah absolutely i mean i i it it is an iterative process that needs to you know be focused on continuous improvement right and and i mean that that's the nature of all analytics truthfully i i i like to say i have a data wheel right and so we collect data we organize that data into information we then analyze that information and we produce insights and then from those insights you have to take action and if you Mm -hmm. take action right? We want to understand the impact of that action. And then the data collection starts again and the wheel keeps spinning around and round. When you think about the, you know, we can spend a lot of time just on insights and what an insight actually means, but um, ultimately that action that you need to take, right, is driven by an insight, right? And, and it means that you need to change something. And that's experimentation, in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Testing and optimization and experimentation. And what we've done here at Glassbox is that brought in the ability to leverage your existing A/B testing experimentation. Actually, Glassbox feels so strongly about A/B testing and, and experimentation and optimization, we bought a company <laughs> We bought to, to do exactly that, and we'll to be bringing the that experimentation into
1: to all the things that bringing them
2: right into the Glassbox uh, Glassbox tool itself. So if you don't have an A/B testing experiment uh, tool already to use that we can integrate with we'll have one ready for you inside of Glassbox but the real power that we've been able to to see with this testing and experimentation and to bring it into our entire service is really um, being able to overlay our journey right as you stated uh, you know so I have I have an experiment I'm running um, and I want to change the way that maybe the page is designed for this one specific population now How is that test performing? Now your A-B testing tool will tell you how well, you know, statistical significance towards converting to an optimum, you know, to to a specific outcome. Great. All right. But let's take a look at how the journey actually changed between these two experiments, right? So yes, I landed on a landing page that has this experiment on it, but how did my downstream uh, journey change because I was impacted by that experiment or didn't it?
1: You can, it's not because usually what I see when we do A-B testing experimentation, we change something on one page or one page in the funnel. And then we try to measure through analytics, how did it impact that page experience? Or if, if we are smart and good at analytics, we try to impact how did it measure the whole, uh, impact the whole funnel? But you are saying that you can basically... Uh, visualize and see the whole experience and how did it change throughout the funnel with visualization of the funnel, right?
2: Exactly. You can monitor the entire journey from page to page to page to page based on the experiment and understand which variant resulted in a positive journey and which one resulted in a negative journey. And so we can also, that same sort of leading dimension and overlay, we can apply that to conversion funnels. We can say, hey, those that actually went through this experiment how was their conversion affected? And those that did not go through this experiment, or maybe through a variant, how was their conversion? We could also do that with interaction maps and the in page analytics, being able to have two totally different views of a web page or, or a, a native mobile screen, bring them up side by side, and understand based on uh, the experiment first click, last click, you know, c- c- click-through rates, um, you know, overall, uh, you know, uh, um, conversion capability and and influence into business impact. Yeah. So I, I would say that, again, Glassbox feels so strongly about testing and optimization, we went out and bought a company to do it.
1: No. Uh, as an A-B testing and experimentation enthusiast, I, 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 can, I really see the value. And to me, that was always As I said before, even with voice of customers, uh, integration to digital experience analytics it's the same with A-B testing. Merging this with uh, user feedback, user research, digital experience tools, it makes sense. And once you have the complete overview, you can really make the right decisions and you really understand the full context, in my
2: opinion absolutely 100% you know the, the we're more we're, we're more powerful we're stronger together right and so I don't want to discount digital analytics at all. We have very, very powerful integrations with traditional digital analytics tools. And and the, the, the real power there is that you've invested a lot of money in your tagging strategy. You've built out your solution design document. You've got your tag spec. Okay, You've actually instrumented for all of these variables to capture them within your customer experience. Now, you can reuse that entire tagging specification inside of Glassbox um, by bringing those values and variables, events, et cetera, right into Glassbox wholesale, bring them right in so that the existing vernacular that you have within your organization, everybody knows what, you know, EVAR 10 is, or, you know, what custom dimension three is. Uh, but now they can actually bring that into Glassbox and use it as a filter and a segment within Glassbox itself. So I don't discount digital analytics. You know, we, we don't, seem to look to replace what we want to do is augment, right? And we want to be able to have you reuse your our existing investment in digital analytics inside of Glassbox.
1: Okay, great. Now we are at the end, at the last part, what we call and we do with all guests. It's like a rapid fire, rapid fire section, the section that we call a higher train and fire, you know? So it's a simple concept. We give you like three concepts and you can you need to select one that you like the most. So this is the one you hire. The second one that you, let's say it's somewhere in the middle. This is what we call train. And the last one that you, let's say, like the least, you fire. Eh?
2: Hire, train, F- fire. fire. Yeah. So Got it.
1: we'll start with a simple one, not related to digital analytics. So uh, just to to get over the concepts So. we've in, in terms of travel, we missed it a lot. So, how would you rank? What did you, what did you miss most about the travel? So, uh, higher train, and fire. So, visiting friends and relatives, this is one. Vacation trips, so exploring new places, this is two. Or going to events like concerts and conferences and, I don't know, sports events.
2: Yeah. All three of those, all three of those I've missed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, so I'm, I'm a big live music aficionado. And but, so not being able to go to concerts, that was really, really, really okay. tough. So and we'll, so thankfully we'll hire you know, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Hired. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, it's hired.
1: Okay. Got it. Good. Good. So no, no, I know we miss everything, but like I said, sometimes.
2: Yeah, no concerts, concerts, absolutely. Live music. Uh, that That's higher. Absolutely.
1: Good. good. Okay. Now, we'll do the same concept, but in terms of, let's say, digital experience analytics. Now, we talked a lot about scenarios, different ones, some are more complex, some less. But let's say in terms of low hanging fruits in digital, doing digital experience analytics, how would you rank these three? So one is error reporting. So we said, okay, which error is the most frequent, trying to uh, identify, analyze errors. The second one is performance analysis. So, which pages, parts of are having problems with slow load time, stuff like that. And the third time is like form analysis. Let's say which forms, which parts of the forms are giving you the most problems.
2: Yeah. So, I would definitely hire. Form analysis, okay, incredibly, incredibly powerful. Um, if you can understand whether your forms are working, why they're not working, these are traditionally your next step to conversion, right? So this mm-hmm. is your checkout flow, this is your registration flow, this is your sign-in flow. So absolutely, form analysis and form errors, form submissions, form validation errors. We build custom reporting directly out of the box reporting within Glassbox for that. I would say that um, you know uh, traditional technical errors train. Train up on those, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't know that I'd fire any of those that you (laughs) gave, but, uh, yeah, focus on the form stuff, yeah. No, no,
1: and I I would double in on your opinion. Typically, again, when we do airline booking funnel, analytics, we say, try to go backwards. So when we have people already trying to pay, so last stage, payment page, and they are dropping out there, you're losing, losing money because they're basically people who fought all through the end and want to pay but can't. And if you can understand why, what is the problem, and optimize that, that's the lowest fruit. So I agree. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There. The last step before conversion, start there and work backwards. I love that. That, that that's, that's great advice.
1: Okay. The last one for this section is, what do you see will have, in your opinion, the biggest future impact on, let's say, understanding users. Which which area of the three? So one is, let's say, identifying trends, anomalies, etc., by using predictive AI, machine learning. So try to be proactive in uh, analyzing trends. The second one is cross-device tracking. So trying to understand what's happening cross-device. And the third one, this is what we touched with testing, scaling up, testing, doing some automated things on your different pages, let's say trying to scale up by doing some automated testing in your booking flows because these are the different things that I see on the horizon, but just wanted to pick... Your brains. What do you see? Sure. As, as, yeah, what, yeah. What is yeah. the most impactful going forward?
2: Yeah. I. I. You know, the cross-device thing. Uh, I think that that is something that that we really, really, really are focusing on at an individual level. We want to be able to understand, as I stated, you know, who the customer is, what they were trying to achieve, and whether or not they were successful, regardless of which device or even physical location they come from. So, being able to identify a user across devices as well as in person is gonna be incredibly powerful over the next five years for digital customer experience analytics uh, and digital customer intelligence, right? Um, I think that's a really, really important and key thing. I, I think that you know, realistically the automation side of it, and, and once you have that cross device purview, the ability to go in and in advance predict when a struggle or an issue is going to happen, and then to reroute that user around that struggle that speed bump we're getting to the point and uh, you know where we can do this quickly enough and the content management systems are nimble enough to be able to say hey i see that this person's going towards a known issue let's reroute them just like in an airline sort of Whoa. terminology, you know what i mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. to reroute them around this trouble spot and get them back on track. That's coming. That is absolutely coming, but we have to have that cross-device visibility and we need to have that, you know, ability to uh, you know, to uh, predictively determine where and when a struggle is going to occur so that we can route the customer around that. That and that is that is coming. That's something we're working on working on here at Glassbox without a doubt.
1: Now you got me thinking and even more excited for (laughs) for future things. So no, no, I love this concept. I love this concept because, yeah, like you said, if all these things that we are doing with this digital experience analytics is trying to understand where are the friction points, why are they happening, why not be proactive and try to do it on the fly. So uh, I'm really hyped up to try to see how this works in future, how this works in practice. Uh, Thanks, Greg. It was great chat. I could chat about this stuff for hours, but I think uh, our listeners will have enough. A lot of great insights. So thanks again and hope to repeat this at some point in the future.
2: Absolutely, it's been my pleasure, Is Talk. I really, really enjoyed this, and uh, as you stated, we could talk for hours on this. But of course, uh, you know what? We have to leave something for next time. I do hope that your uh, your listeners enjoy this, and uh, you know, um, uh, I look forward to continuing these conversations into the future.
0: A recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps lack of price transparency and technical glitches travelers are coming back are you ready to give them a standout experience one that boosts revenue and loyalty glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps turn more traffic into bookings more travelers into repeat customers visit glassbox.com to see a demo today